What is going on? Welcome to the Risen Fallen Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hendrickson. And uh, if you're brand new to this podcast, then what you can expect is open and authentic conversations about things like mental health, self-development, and moving your life into a better direction, a direction that you're feeling good about, a direction that you feel uh, that you feel like is moving in the right direction. You know, so something that that makes you feel good, I guess. Uh, if you're not new to this, then thank you for coming back. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for following along on this journey. Whether you're brand new to this podcast or not, uh, thank you very much for supporting this. And you are the reason that I do what I do. And so um, just a quick little reminder as well. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. If you listen to this on Spotify, rate it five stars. If it's on Apple Podcasts, leave a little review. All of those things help me out uh, in the algorithm. And uh, yeah, so let's jump into it. This weekend, I am going to be competing in my second jiu-jitsu competition. Uh, it is something that I'm pretty nervous about. It's something that I'm pretty anxious about. I, I feel... Like, uh, that's a pretty normal thing to feel anxious or nervous about. Um, but that is kind of besides the point. Um, anything else going on this week? Not really. I'm just kind of working a lot, working as much as I possibly can. Today was kind of a shorter day at work, so I thought I'd come home and record. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think it's important to do things that make you nervous. I think it's important to do things that make you a little bit anxious as well. And that's something that I've talked about quite a lot recently on the podcast because, um, well, we all deal with that, you know, level of anxiety or nervousness to some degree uh, in our everyday lives. And so the more you're able to challenge yourself, the more you're able to do things that make you uncomfortable or nervous, obviously it acclimates you to that feeling of uncomfortability and then the more that you're able to overcome that feeling of uncomfortability the um you know harder it is for you to feel that paralysis when you do start to feel anxious to some degree you know i feel like a lot of us that get stopped in our tracks when we feel anxious or uncomfortable you know it's at times in our lives when we are too comfortable with the way that things are you know we feel like anything can impact us so deeply that, you know, it becomes the greatest excuse to stay the exact same as we are right now. And then we start to make excuses and we start to make validations like, you know, it's okay. I can start it when this, this thing changes in my life, you know, things aren't going too well right now. When this clears up, then I can start that challenge, whatever it could be. And we're always going to have, you know, a reason to start tomorrow. So that was something that I was just, uh, you know, really thinking about a lot recently. But uh, yeah, I thought it'd be helpful if I just came on here as well and talked a lot, you know, more about my experience with medication in regards to mental health. Um, you know, I've had tons of different uh, medications go through my body, both prescribed by doctors and kind of self-prescribed as well. And uh, I thought I'd just come on here and talk talk a little bit about that, and then uh, we'll see where it goes. So basically, when I first got diagnosed with uh, severe depression and general anxiety disorder, that w those were two of my uh, diagnosis, not the only two, but those were two. And um, I was, I think, I was like eighteen or nineteen years old. And I had a run-in with a doctor, basically, where I was just jumping from medication to medication every kind of like six to eight weeks. Um, 
And to be quite frank, none of them really helped me out that much. Um, I am kind of, uh, you know, hesitant to give a lot of this advice because I feel like a lot of the times, um, you know, I'm not a doctor and I shouldn't be talking too much about this. That's the way I feel about it a lot of the time. And I feel as well that part of that is also just imposter syndrome. I feel like even doctors kind of, you know, feel hesitant to talk about these things in public because it could be viewed as controversial or it could be viewed as giving other people health advice when you don't know all the details of their lives. But what I would say is I ended up getting a bunch of fucked up side effects from the medication that I was on. You know, some of the medications uh, increased like suicidal thoughts. Some of the medications uh, increased my appetite and led to a bunch of weight gain. There was certain medications where I would take and I wouldn't be able to sleep properly at night. I'd have night terrors. There was medications I'd take where I wouldn't be able to eat at all, you know, where I ended up losing like 50 pounds in a month at one point. There was medications I took that completely killed my sex drive and I couldn't get it up at all. And I was like, fuck, really? I'm fucking depressed and now I can't even get it up? Like... This is fucking brutal. That's the one thing that I thought I had left in this world. And so I I, um, went through fucking copious amounts of medications. And then obviously there was the self-prescribed medications. Like a lot of the times I was using fucking drugs to be able to cope with my fucking uh, mental illness. And and a lot of the stuff that I was going through. And to to be honest, it led to a bunch of substance abuse. And um, I struggled with that for years. And so... um, after being prescribed a bunch of different drugs for my doctor, I kind of self-prescribed a bunch of different drugs for myself as well. And I kept telling myself, you know, um, you know, I'll take these, uh, these, these substances to kind of help dull the pain and null, null it out a little bit and numb me a bit more so I can do all the work that I need to do. And then I'll take certain substances to keep me going throughout the day and keep me energized and keep me moving forward. And if I just do a little bit more work, then I'll be able to feel good eventually. And that day never really came. It came came to the point where I was just kind of feeling like shit all the time and always needing, you know, something outside of myself to be able to feel good, to be able to feel happy, to be able to feel even all right, you know, just to feel okay in general. And so this isn't an episode where I'm trying to come on here and shame anybody if they're on any anti-anxiety pills or any fucking antidepressants or anything like that. But what I will say is before you even consider, you know, talking to a doctor about uh, getting you on some prescription pills or anything like that, you know, I would make sure that all of your bases are covered first. And, you know, what I mean by that is making sure that all of the essential things in life are taken care of. Because if you don't have these things taken care of in life, then there is literally no chance of you feeling happy. There's no chance of you feeling proud or successful or even just all right. If you don't take care of these things, you're not even going to feel okay. And so what are these things that I would consider to be essential? The first, you know, well, these are in no particular order either, but I'm just going to start rambling them off right off the bat. The first thing I would say that you need to take care of is your sleep. If you're not sleeping well at night, you're not going to fucking feel all right. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel lethargic. You're going to feel stressed. You're going to feel confused. Your hormones are going to be all fucked. And um, everyone kind of knows the risks of not sleeping enough at night. If you don't know the risks of not sleeping enough at night, then I recommend you listen to the audiobook or read the book, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. I've recommended it before and I'll recommend it again. 
it's one of the best books I feel like that gives a comprehensive look at at why you need to sleep like fucking eight hours every single night and why it needs to be consistent. And so my uh, biggest recommendations with sleep is always obviously get seven to eight hours every single night. And then the other other side of that is make it a routine. You know, if you have troubles going to bed at night, when you go to bed, you can't go to sleep. You, and when you wake up in the morning, you're feeling like, fuck, uh, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't feel ready to go. Like, I feel like I wasn't restful. The very first thing I would say is make sure that you're going to bed and waking up at the exact same time every single day. I've talked about this so many times. I talked about this in the recent episode about routines. But it allows your body to get acclimated and it allows your body to get used to to just going to bed at night and waking up at the same time every single day. You know, the same way that you love routine, your body loves routine. Maybe you don't love routine, but your body fucking loves routine, okay? That's the way that we work. It's called your circadian rhythm, and that thing likes to be in a rhythm that is consistent. So if you're waking up and you're going to bed at the same time every single day, then when you do go into your bed, then you're going to have an easier time going to sleep when you go to bed. And also, the other thing I'll add to that as well, here's another sleep tip, is when you go to bed, don't do anything in your bed other than sleep. You know, don't be on your phone. Keep your phone in another room if you can, possibly. Like, that's what I do. I leave my phone in here charging in my office overnight. I don't take it into my bedroom. There's no screens in my bedroom. It's like... My bedroom is basically meant for two things. It's making love and going to bed. That's it. Um, I uh, have a pretty strict no no phones, no screens in my bedroom kind of thing. When I go in there, it's lights off. I put my fucking PJs on or I get naked depending on the time of the year, uh, what the weather's like, how warm it is, and then I go to sleep. It's pretty fucking simple. Uh, It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I've talked about this before as well, but if you're doing other activities in your bedroom, if you're working in your bedroom, if you're reading in your bedroom, if you're playing games in your bedroom, if you're doing anything like that, then when you walk into your bedroom, your body's kind of confused. It's thinking, what are we doing right now? Are we going to sleep or are we going to fucking play uh, Warzone, you know, or are we going to fucking scroll through Instagram to get our head of dopamine rush or our stress? So go to sleep. And if your sleep patterns aren't fucking consistent, if you're not sleeping well at night, then it's no wonder you're not feeling good. Uh, Another way that uh, you can make sure that you get a good night's sleep every single night, it's, it's literally almost impossible to not have a good sleep if you do this thing, is the next thing that I'll talk about that is essential to do before you consider getting medication for your mental health, which is exercising hard every single day. Now, I'm not going to tell you what kind of exercise to do. I'm not going to tell you what the best type of exercise is. I'm not going to tell you what your fitness goals should be, whether you need to lose weight, whether you need to gain muscle, whether you need to just fucking stretch more, whatever it could be. But exercise hard every single day. The benefits of this are pretty obvious. Aside from being able to tire yourself out enough so that you can get a good night's sleep, it's also going to get you obviously more fit. You're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel more excited about your day. Uh, You're going to feel more energized and uh, your body's going to work better. 
You know, a lot of the time people always come up with different excuses. I work in the trades. I'm a construction worker. A lot of people will say, oh, but I'm already, I already get a good workout from, from uh, work. Or if I work out, then I'm going to be too sore at work or I'm too sore from work. Some people like there's fucking every excuse in the book, but at the end of the day, the human body is meant to move. And the more you move it, the better it'll be at moving your body will always adapt to what you do the most. So if you sit down at a desk all day or you sit down at a desk for eight hours, you're laying on the couch or whatever it is, then your body's going to adapt to that. And it's going to make the appropriate amount of energy so that you can lay down. And basically what that means is you're going to feel fatigued all day. You're going to feel tired from doing anything. And you're going to feel like, fuck, I didn't do anything all day. So when you go to bed, you're not, your body's not going to be tired enough to actually sleep properly. And so it's just a giant chain reaction to make you feel lazy, lethargic, and tired all the time. Not to mention sore. You're going to be sore. You know, there's basically, you're going to feel sore no matter what. That's the way that your body works. And so you get, you, you get to choose what kind of sore you are. Do you want to be sore from exercise? Or do you want to be f- sore from not moving all the time? Because there's a, every single person, this is my anecdotal fucking thing. Every single person I know that fucking complains about body aches and, and uh, back pain and joint pain doesn't exercise enough. <laughs> That's like fucking such a weird coincidence. But when you think about it, the people that I know that move the most, that exercise the most, that work out every single day are not nearly as in pain as the people that are their counterparts that, you know, don't do those things. And so the more you exercise, the more your body's going to get used to exercising, the better it's going to be at moving. If you're, especially if you're stretching and you're doing exercises that, uh, do some resistance training, make your back stronger, make your hips stronger, your legs stronger, uh, all, all of these different things like your neck stronger, you know, um, resistance training is something that every single person should be doing. But like I said, I'm not here to try and describe or prescribe, um, a workout plan for you. What I am saying is workout exercise hard every single day, push your body so that when you do go to bed, you get a good night's sleep. Um, you're going to get other side effects as well. Like you're going to fucking get more confidence. You're going to look in the mirror. You're going to think, fuck, I look all right. You're going to start feeling better. And, uh, that also leads us to the next thing, which is nutrition. When you start to exercise more, you're going to start eating a little bit more healthy because you're going to say, well, I'm doing all this output. I want to make sure that I get some of the results of, uh, you know, making my physique a little bit better. And so I'm going to start controlling my input as well. Um, if your nutrition's off, if you're not eating properly, uh, you're eating a bunch of processed garbage, you're eating a bunch of shit like carbs and processed sugars and all of that stuff, uh, all day, every fucking meal that you eat, and you're not even burning it off with exercise properly, then you're going to have crazy dopamine spikes all the fucking time. And your hormones are going to be fucked again. Um, you're not eating properly. You're not eating the right nutrition. Then, um... You're not going to feel good at all. Your energy is going to be off. It's going to be inconsistent. You're going to have insulin spikes first thing in the morning if you're eating a bunch of carbs and sugars in the morning. Uh, Or if you're not eating at all, you know, if you're not eating nearly enough, then you're not going to have energy to begin with. But if you're overeating and you're having like crazy amounts of insulin spikes, then when your insulin drops again, then obviously you're going to have fucking low energy once again. And so you're going to feel like garbage. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel lethargic. Again, you're not going to feel good. None of these things sound like a recipe to feel good. And so 
you have to figure out what kind of proper nutrition works best for you. I would recommend keeping a food diary or food journal. Um, sounds annoying, sounds boring, sounds tedious, but it honestly does work. So what I would do is I would write down the things you eat and then I would record your reaction to it. How do you feel afterwards? You know, not five minutes after when you're still relishing in the dopamine rush, but how do you feel throughout the day? This is something you can do at the end of your day. Say, oh, I had a huge energy spike at around nine o'clock in the morning when I ate. And then by like 11 o'clock, noon, one o'clock, whatever, uh, I felt tired. I felt like I needed a nap, even though I didn't really do anything that demanded, uh, more rest. I was just kind of chilling out. I was just kind of relaxing. And so, um, you can keep a food diary. You can, um, talk to a nutritionist. You can talk to a fucking naturopath. You can talk to a personal trainer, work with someone else with your nutrition if you're completely brand new to it. But for the most part, I feel like most people should just be eating a shit ton of protein, a shit ton of fruit, a little bit of vegetables and, uh, keep the process garbage to a minimum. So, those things aside, this is these are things that I talk about all the time, nutrition, sleep, and exercise. I feel like those things are pretty self-explanatory. They are non-negotiables. You need to have those things in your life. Uh, some of the other things you're going to want to consider as well, um, before you start talking to a doctor about medication for any depression or anxiety that you're feeling, are uh, work if you have a job if you if you know if you're not able to provide for yourself if you're feeling like you're dependent on those around you if you're feeling like you don't have self-worth if you're feeling like you don't be you're not able to connect with people enough you have no reason to get out of the house um you have no means to kind of make money to buy the things that you want that um you know, can help you progress in life, whether that's a new car, some new clothes, the things that could be deemed as essentials, but also things that could be deemed as non-essentials, you know, to be able to participate in, in going out and kind of being social and, and uh, doing all those things. If you're not able to provide for yourself, that's going to leave you feeling like, you know, a little bit confused. You're going to feel like a lack of self-worth. You're going to feel like um, directionless. You're going to you know, feel disconnected because at the end of the day, human beings were meant to work. We're supposed to do things. Uh, The type of work you do, obviously, it's completely different. I feel fulfilled. I feel good when I'm moving around. I'm lifting things. I'm building things. So it's natural I go into construction. Other people feel good when they're working with people. Whether you want to become a teacher, you want to become a counselor, whether you want to become, you know, uh, somebody that runs the front desk or a reception at a business and helps keep the entire thing moving because those are essential as well. Uh, Every single job in, you know, well, for the most part, every single job is essential. It's essential for for our society to keep moving forward. And so regardless of what your personality type is, there is a job out there for you that can make you feel fulfilled and obviously make you some money as well. And like I said, when you start to be able to make some money, uh, you're exercising, you're sleeping properly and you're eating properly, you're going to start to fucking feel pretty good, you know? And, um, the only, there's only a few other things that I'd say are like non-negotiable things in terms of having a, a good, solid mental health, Uh, One of the other things would be like having a support group. You know, do you have anybody that you can talk to about the struggles that you're going through right now? Do you have anybody that you can speak to that you love, that you trust? You know, um, whether that be a a boyfriend, a girlfriend, your mother, your father, some friends, some brothers, some sisters, some coworkers. You'd have to have a job to have those. Um, Do you have like teammates? Do you have coaches? Do you have people at your gym? Do you have anybody that you can talk to about these things? 
Um, human beings are social creatures, you know, and a lot of the times it just takes a, a soundboard or, or somebody to talk to. And this is something that Jeremy and I spoke about recently on that interview uh, with Jeremy Brand from MMA Sucka. But, um, you know, sometimes what we need is just a soundboard to be able to voice the things that we're going through, to talk about the things that we're dealing with, to talk about the things that stress us out. So, you know, sometimes all it takes is to be able to hear your own thoughts and to be able to bounce them off somebody else. And that can either help you, you know, deviate from the negative thought patterns that you have and think to yourself, you know, maybe I shouldn't be thinking this way. And you can start to isolate and see the, the, the faults in your thought patterns and think, you know, I'm making an assumption here that I shouldn't be making or this person is completely off the rocker and I don't need to take their fucking uh, opinion to heart. Or, um, you know, just to be able to hear your own thought patterns. And sometimes it's going to validate the thoughts that you have. Like, yeah, this is actually true. I know I've been stressing about this a lot, wondering if this is true or not, but now I know it's true. Um, so just to be able to hear your own thoughts can help you out deviate from uh, like or, or delineate whether something is valid or not, whether you should actually believe that thing or not. Uh, and that's just hearing your own voice. That's just hearing your own self talk about these things. Obviously, when you have a support group or someone that you love and trust that you can bounce these ideas off of, you can get their input as well. And that can either make you feel better or worse. And if it makes you feel worse when you talk to somebody all the time, then you know, that means one or two things. Maybe you need to find someone else to talk to, or maybe you need to consider what they're saying and see if there's any truth behind it. And maybe you're getting offended or hurt because part of it's true and you just don't want to admit it. And there's that as well. So that kind of goes into the very last thing that I would talk about uh, in terms of non-negotiables or essentials that you need to deal with uh, before talking to a professional about your mental health um, or getting medication for it, which is dealing with your past traumas. Um, there's tons of different ways, whether you want to do a 12 step program, you want to do a lot more journaling, you want to have a fucking podcast where you sit here and talk to your phone. Uh, you want to talk to your loved ones. You want to talk to a counselor. You want to talk to a doctor, but you got to deal with your past traumas. You have to deal with the things that got you to the point where you're at right now. A lot of us fucking actually, I'd, I'd go out on a limb and say all of us have gone through shit in our past that still affect us to this day. And that leads to you know, either behavioral addiction, substance addictions, or the addiction of just fucking escaping whatever pain that you feel, you know, whether it's uh, a trauma that makes you feel not good enough because you failed other people in the past, whether it's uh, a trauma that you went through and uh, you had no fucking control in it whatsoever. And, and it's just something that kind of haunts you to this day, whether you've been abused, you've been misused, you've been I don't know, like there's so many different forms of trauma, whether you've just lost somebody, you know, that can be traumatizing or you've lost, yeah, you've lost a loved one or a friend or anything like that. You know, the human body and mind is extremely persistent and it can be extremely beneficial sometimes because obviously it allows us to continue to move forward. It allows us to continue to, um, you know, progress towards our goals. But one of the downfalls to how persistent our brain can be uh, and our mind can be is in order to continue to move forward, sometimes what it does is it buries past traumas in the back swept under the rug. 
And those things will come back to haunt us and bite us in the ass later on unless we go back and do the fucking deep inner cleaning under that rug um, that we need to do. You know, your body and your mind sometimes they want to just keep going like a, you know, like a like a good solid, um, you know, truck that's moving down the highway at a high speed. And it doesn't want to stop. It doesn't want to, you know, go back and, and um, make sure that it's making all the right turns. And sometimes it makes a wrong turn. And so I think a lot of the times we've got to check our maps. We've got to, you know, fucking GPS ourselves and see where we are, you know, and figure out, um, you know, if we've made, you know, all the right turns. I don't know if that even makes fucking sense, but that's just how my brain works. But I feel like a lot of the times because our brains are so persistent on moving forward and, and wanting to continue to progress in life. And, you know, some people say keeping up with the Joneses. Fuck. Sometimes I feel like it's just keeping up with myself. You know, a lot of the times our brains will convince us that we don't need to look back. We don't need to look at some of the things that we've been through in the past. And I think that if we aren't able to look and review those past traumas and be able to move past them, in a productive way and not just by sweeping them under the rug, but to even to actually be able to understand our role in those traumas, uh, whether that's something that you've done wrong that you need to learn the lesson from, or it's something that you, you know, you didn't do wrong. There's nothing that you could have done to, to change it and to forgive yourself for that. Because sometimes we just need to forgive ourselves for those things. You know, we, we feel guilt, we feel shame for things that we didn't even have a fucking role in to begin with. Uh, you know, maybe, um, yeah, that was beautiful. So <laughs> these are all things that I recommend doing, um, before, you know, considering yourself uh, a hardy candidate of medication for your mental health. And that last one is probably a doozy. That's probably the heaviest one to deal with. And, uh, maybe that might be something that you talk to your, your doctor with is uh, about, you know, uh, is is seeing a counselor or, or being able to journal about these things. You know, everyone kind of deals with these past traumas in different ways. Uh, I've even talked to um, people on this podcast before who, you know, talk about, um, you know, psychedelic experiences that help them deal with those traumas. Um, and I don't think, I don't consider those things off the table. You know, I, I, here in Canada, we're lucky that, you know, things in our medical system are starting to move in that direction where those things are possible for people to deal with at a professional level and not just fucking taking acid in your fucking uh, bedroom with one of your friends and fucking tripping out at the TV. So, not that I think that that's the best way to deal with it. I'm just saying, like, there's tons of different ways to, do, to deal with these past traumas. One of the ways that I deal with my traumas is literally just sitting here and talking to you guys. And uh, listening back to these recordings and, and uh, listening to the way that my brain works and the way that my thought process works. The other way that I do that a lot is obviously, you know, talking to my girlfriend and uh, talking to my parents and, and journaling. You know, journaling is one of the best ways that I've been able to work my way through those things. And, um, you know, the other way that I've been able to do that is through books as well, to be able to read about... <clears throat> to be able to read about the, the way that other people have overcome those things in the past. And so um, I feel like that is a pretty 
good place to end this off. If you guys have any, you know, suggestions or comments on any of this stuff as well, then feel free to throw it in the comment section below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you have any questions for me, you can fire them off in the comment section as well. Um, or if you're not watching this on YouTube, you're listening to the podcast version of this, uh, you can uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Uh, that's usually the only social media that I'm uh, ever on. And uh, I usually reply to people there. So it's at Risen Fallen. You can connect me with me there with you have a question, a comment, um, or a complaint, I guess. And uh, we can connect and talk about that. Maybe there's something I missed here. Maybe there's something I could have said better. Maybe there's something that you completely um, disagree with. Or maybe there's something that you want to say, hey, you know what? I, I fucking vibe with that. Either way, uh, whatever it is you want to share, I'm fucking all ears. I, I love connecting with you guys that listen to this podcast as well. Um, and I love learning new things as well. So if you have if you have some suggestions or, or uh, ideas how you know people can start to improve their mental health, then share that with me. That could be the topic of the next video, or maybe you could even come on and chat about it with me. So that's all I got for today. Um, I can't believe I didn't mention this when I was talking about support groups, but we still have the Risen Fall and Mental Health Group. We do in-person meetups every single weekend. The weekends that we don't have the in-person meetups, we do a, a Zoom call to connect and just kind of do a review of how our weeks are going. We also have the daily group chat on Telegram where we have these conversations as well. Uh, if you want to support the group, but you, you aren't able to make it out or anything like that, you can get some of the merch. Uh, all the proceeds from the merch go to the in-person meetups. Uh, you can get the merch at risenfallen.com. Hoodies and tees are available there for you. And uh, that's pretty much it. Hope you guys are doing well. Happy Thursday. Much love. Peace out. I love you all.